Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Photographic Collective. My name is Miles Boyer, and uh, and guys, today's episode is going to be a really cool one. It's just me today, so let me set that stage by saying if you were hoping for another really rad guest, we've got a couple of cool ones coming up. I'm actually going to tell you about them here in just a few minutes. But for today, we're talking all about our mental health, the ways that we reset the time that we spend uh, either celebrating the people that are in our lives that maybe we don't get to spend enough time with or just the vacation of life, just the, the step away from the hustle. And, uh, and we're going to be talking firsthand as I come back from a, a little family vacation uh, and, and just some of the lessons that have been learned by myself over the course of the last week. But first... Did you guys know that over in the Photographic Collective community on Facebook, we are about to host the very first ever live workshop? That's right, y'all. Superhuman is this week. And whether you were able to come to the kickoff call where we talked through how to spend two weeks of intentional time journaling and preparing your business and your mindset for a workshop like this, or if you're just going to show up and try and take it live, guys, either of these is a great option. Superhuman is going to be all about building four healthy practices for your body and your mind and the way that those things, those habits, those triggers, uh, those tendencies are going to create a more intentionally built business. It's going to be a really cool conversation. It's also going to be a very in-depth and uh, and very introspective talk. And so if you can be there, join us over in the Photographic Collective uh, group for more information. There's links being posted every day right now for registration. And, uh, And all that you need to do is just sign up. Today is all about the reset. It's, it's this conversation that I've had uh, actually over on our Instagram page throughout the course of the last week where I, I said something sort of nonchalantly. It was actually supposed to be a little tongue-in-cheek, and, uh, and, it, and it blew up in my DMs because people I don't think have, uh, have thought about it this way before. And so I'm going to just propose this idea for just a quick second. Why is it that in the United States, I know everybody listening right now is not in America, but why is it in the United States we call it a vacation. And in so many parts of the world, they call it a holiday. Have you ever thought about that? Like a holiday is all about celebrating something, right? It's taking this time to celebrate the, the people around you and the accomplishments and even the hard work. What a refreshing way to look at a vacation. Instead of vacating, instead of running away from our problems and our stress and our anxieties and our responsibilities and just disappearing on a beach somewhere with a jet ski and a sunburn, what if we looked at it as a holiday? Like what if this year's holiday for me was a week away that was just barely planned where my boys could play in the sand and laugh and have fun and I had all the time in the world with no extended periods of time working or on social media, with a wife who was present and lathered up in sunscreen and a cocktail in my hand. Now, doesn't that sound like more fun? I think often we assume that a vacation is this odd reward for work well done. And that can be maybe a good case. I mean, I I think there's something to be said for that. But what if we change our perspective a little bit? Okay, so that's what we're talking about today. We're going to dive pretty deep into this concept because 
you guys, it's all fresh in my mind. And everybody knows that when you're wrapping up a vacation, you're already always ready to schedule your next one. In fact, I don't even think my wife and I were packed up yet from the condo that we were staying at in Florida this last week before we were already looking at next year's condos. But I want to, I want to go deeper than that. What if, what if we made time in our lives to just be on vacation, be on holiday more often? And that doesn't necessarily mean those of you guys that are listening that are saying, well, I can't afford that or I can't take that kind of time away from work. Just wait. I think, I think there's a way that we can refresh this perspective, that we can renew the angle a little bit and we can all grow from it together. If you're listening into this episode today though, the chances are, the chances are you're working too much. You're already on the edge of burnout. If you don't have your hand up in the air saying, that's me right now, I want you to be a little bit more self-reflective because I think the vast majority of our culture and certainly our industry is celebrating this idea of taking no days off, all hustle, all grind, all heart, all the time. But y'all, we can't sustain that. And success doesn't come from that. And if all you're looking forward to is your retirement date, then you're wasting your career. You could be serving people right now with a smile on your face and maybe just taking a little bit more time, a little bit more intentional time away from work to see fresh perspectives on how valuable it is, is all that stands in between you and the success you've really been looking for. So today, let's all just agree that we're going to use the words vacation and holiday back and forth, okay? We're going to learn to celebrate time together today rather than just daydream about getting away. Today is not about vacating. Today is about being in the present. We're gonna celebrate that, okay? Hey, did you know that a study released last year by the American Psychological Association concluded that vacations work to reduce stress? And here's how. That study goes on to say that by removing people from the activities and environments that they associate with stress and anxiety, they experience stress reduction. Think through that really quick. The American Psychological Association says that vacations help us to reduce stress. Well, duh. But it's not what they said, it's why. They help us to reduce stress by removing us from activities and environments that we associate with stress. Just think through that. For some reason, we need to be physically removed from environments where we're stressed. And those environments all too often, by the way, are our homes. How wild is it that as a human culture right now, we are at our least healthy when we're in our own ecosystems? When we're at our jobs, with our kids, in our homes, driving our cars down our streets, we're at our least healthy. Isn't that wild? Like, does that not bother anybody else? Because it drives me nuts to know that 90% of my life may be spent in an unhealthy state so that, what, I can spend a little bit of extra money for a 10% break? I don't love that. I don't love that as a mentality. I don't love that as a lifestyle. Do you know that we form toxic habits and poor transitions between our work and our passions and our personal lives? And those toxic habits 
are the problem. We don't know how to compartmentalize. You know, so many of you guys that listen to this podcast probably heard the episode with Jai Long a few weeks ago where he kind of laughed at this conversation of how do you split your personal life from your business life? And the reason he laughed at it is he said, one, there really shouldn't be a split. But two, people just assume that their personal life is this like day away on a jet ski getting sunburned. But what if your personal life and your professional life complemented each other? What if you were so filled with purpose and passion for your job and the people that you solve problems for and serve that there didn't need to be compartmentalization? I think for a lot of us, that's a lot easier said than done, but what a great goal. Y'all, the World Health Organization in 2018 released some research that found that working 55 hours or more a week was associated with a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease when compared to a 35 or 40 hour week. Y'all, if you are a solopreneur listening to this podcast, I can almost promise you that if you were to stitch together the number of hours that you actually work in a week, you're over 55. And you know, most of the industry, most business coaches, most podcasts would tell you that if you're not, you're not working hard enough. I'm going to imply something here. I'm going to suggest something. What if you just revisit, reform your concept of success to the point where enough work can lead into a happier life? So what if you did just work 35 or 40 or maybe 45 hours a week? What if you got up and you had time to play with your kids and eat a healthy breakfast and go for a jog and get to work for a few hours and step away for lunch and get back to work for a few hours, shoot and edit and enjoy the entire process and still get a good night's sleep? Does that sound like a possibility to you? I think for most of us, for most of the industry at large, but for most just American society, that is actually looked down on. Most of us are told from a very young age that you've got to get out, you've got to hustle and grind, and that those of us that work harder go farther. I'm going to suggest something. What if it's time as an industry, as a creative industry, for us to give ourselves a little grace and for us to step away and say, how is it that I can do my job better while still loving my life? Because the, the reality, guys, is that we're just a stressed out culture. We're just a stressed out industry. We're overrun by solar, solopreneurs who are just terrified to unplug. And that fear is not only unhealthy, but it stems from this comparison complex that if we unplug, if we take a few moments away, that that's when the competition is going to catch up. That the only thing that is keeping us on the edge of success, the only reason dollars are coming into our inbox or into our, uh, our bank accounts right now, the only reason why clients are hiring us is because of those extra few hours we put in that everybody else doesn't. And I'm going to say something that may or may not be completely correct here, but here's, here's the statement. The most successful, brilliant, remarkable athletes in the world don't do it just because they can do five extra push-ups. 
Health is a long game. Success is a long game. You having a career that leaves a legacy for your industry and a long list of happy clients in the background, that's a long game. And I want to ask you a question right now, like just genuinely, seriously, and maybe I'm asking myself this. I think I totally am. Am I living a life right now that I can sustain? How many times have you guys heard this statement? How do you retire as a solopreneur? Right? When you're running your own photography business, what's the exit strategy? How many of you guys are already on the hunt for an exit strategy? I know that I have been a number of times, right? And so because of that, I try and diversify and I get into, you know, different markets and I get into crypto and I get into investments here and there. And and we start looking at all different ways that I can eventually step away from this because who wants to hire a 75-year-old wedding photographer? But what if I'm so focused on my exit that I'm not bothering to live right now? Like, why can't I take a few moments in the middle of the day to go play soccer with my kids? I own my own business. Why is it that I insist on booking myself so back-to-back with meetings every week that when I don't, I feel like something is wrong? And here's the easy answer. Because most of us, I'm speaking to myself here, you guys, I promise, most of us confuse busyness with productivity. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Are you guilty of that? Go ahead and like hands in the air, send me over some comments in the DM with with praise hands if you actually fight that. I'm going to be busy because if I'm busy, I feel productive. But how productive really are you? I'm reminded from a, uh, of a YouTube video that I watched a dear friend of mine and actually a guest on this podcast, uh, Phil Porto. A lot of you guys know Phil. He's just an incredible wedding photographer out of Tampa and just a great dude. But he has a, uh, a video that maybe was ahead of its time a little bit, maybe ahead of this conversation at least, that he released on YouTube back in 2020 called Five Reasons Why a No Days Off Mentality is Harmful as a Professional Wedding Photographer. There was five reasons, and his reasons were these. It was really simple. One, there is no season. If you, if you walk into this thinking that this is a seasonal job, you're missing the boat. The more successful you get, the shorter those seasonal breaks are. That's the way it works. There's only so many weekends in the, in the course of a year, right? So ideally, there is no season. Two, it's a never-ending chase. So even when you're not working, you're out there looking for work. Three, eventually, you lose your passion. You walked into this thing because you just wanted to love people and capture cool memories and travel around and see rad things in cool ways and be important, an important part of an important story. But eventually you lose your passion. Four then happens, you burn out. You end up getting jaded and grumpy. You end up making a mistake. Maybe you format a business card or a business, I'm sorry. Maybe you format a, a memory card. Maybe you, uh, you forget to pop batteries into the cameras. Maybe you make just a silly mistake based on muscle fatigue, creative fatigue. And then five, you, you lose complete track of what matters. Your family pays the price. Your friendships pay the price. Your own health, your mental health pay the price. Those were his five reasons, right? And I'll post a link down in the show notes to that video, but five reasons why a no days off mentality is harmful. 
So let's fast forward back to the conversation, back from 2020 to right now. You guys, I'm, uh, I'm as tan as I'll be all year. I'm coming off of a week on the beach in Florida. And, uh, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the, how that happened. This year for spring break, we took my kids skiing, and it was a really special trip. It was something that, uh, that I've wanted to do for a while. I grew up in the Southern Rockies in uh, the very northern tip of New Mexico, and skiing was a huge part of my childhood. It was how my dad and I probably bonded the most. And being on the mountain was, it was a job of mine for years. Uh, it was just something that I looked forward to. And eventually I ended up moving to Arkansas, and, uh, and those of you guys that don't know much about Arkansas or the Ozark Mountains, we definitely have cold winters, but not enough snow to ski on here. And so I just wanted to take my kids and get them out of here. And so for spring break, we did the big ski trip. We took them to Beaver Creek and Vail and that whole area. We spent an arm and a leg, you know, eating at the great places and skiing all day and, uh, and, and just making it special. We went with, uh, with two different families and close friends and just had a lifetime worth of memories. And, uh, and maybe that's a, more, a little more of a traditional uh, vacation for us. Something that we spend a just inordinate amount of time planning and daydreaming about and saving up some money for. But because of that trip, we went into this summer assuming that we weren't going to do a summer vacation as a family. We had all kinds of camps planned for the kids. We had all kinds of like little getaways and things scheduled, but, but nothing big, uh, mostly just because we were going to recoup some of those costs. It was expensive to go spend that week in, uh, in Colorado, and we didn't really spare a lot of expense. And so we were going to kind of recoup the costs. But there I am laying in bed about three and a half weeks ago, and, uh, and I look over and my wife is just doom scrolling Instagram with this blank stare on her face. And I realize that her work carries with it a lot of stress. And when she walks away from work, she's got these two brilliant little boys who are full of energy and they just want mom so bad. And those little boys have to go to sports and they want to, they want to have fun little evenings in the backyard and they want to have play dates and they want to swim and all of us need to eat and the house gets dirty and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I could just see it all in my wife's eyes. It had just built on to the point where she needed a break. She needed a breath. And uh, I hadn't thought this through at all. Uh, didn't, didn't look at the bank accounts, didn't think through any of the practicalities before it just spilled out of my mouth. Hey, babe, we're going to Florida. I pulled up my calendar. I realized that I had a, uh, just a, a random break in the middle of wedding season here in July. And we found that week and I said, we're headed out. Let's go. And so for us, uh, a lot of you guys that may not be like super type A listeners would say, okay, that sounds awesome. Like we only need a, a couple of days to pack or maybe a day, throw some swimsuits in a backpack and let's get out of here. For us to only have like a week and a half to pan, to to plan and pack and get away and get our work in order. That was a lot. Y'all, that was a stressful and silly predicament to put ourselves in, but we needed it. So we found a condo. It wasn't as uh, as like fancy as places that we had stayed in the past, but it was available. And, uh, and so we went ahead and booked it. Just said like, okay, go for it. And we knew the area. 
pretty well. We always, uh, we love the Santa Rosa area uh, in, in Florida. And so we know the restaurants, we know the beaches. You know, there's a lot that we are familiar with down there. So we weren't just going in blind, but the goal was really simple. Don't get more stressed than we already are. Like we can't just pile on and pile on and pile on and then peel out of here for a 13 hour road trip with our kids and argue the whole way down there and force them to spend 13 hours staring at screens and then get down there and act as though we're finally on vacation. What we needed was a transitional period. We just needed a time with something clear to look forward to and a lot of grace for each other. And so here's what I learned is that sometimes, sometimes just having no plan is the best plan. We obviously had a, a place to stay, you know, it would be irresponsible uh, with a couple of kids and, and a wife to not have that stuff organized. But usually when we travel, a lot of times we travel either with family or friends or we, we kind of schedule things, you know, little excursions or, or things to do while we're gone. But this one, the goal was, was really simple. Just get down there. Just put our, fing- our fingers and our toes in the beach, grab shovels, build sandcastles, just play. Just have some fun. And you know what happened is that fresh eyes just showed up. All four of us just relaxed immediately. Everybody was nothing but smiles and giggles. The work was left behind. And you know what? That American Psychological Association study I mentioned early on was right. We removed ourselves from stressful environments and we were left just celebrating. We were on holiday together. Y'all, I, I posted about this on Instagram the other day. I actually had this sort of odd moment. I was running down the beach a couple of mornings ago. And for those of you guys that know my story intimately, I'll spare you the long details. But the fact that I can even run right now, is, is a, it's a small miracle. Um, I, I had a, a series of pretty severe leg injuries. And uh, the last orthopedist to operate on me told me he didn't think that I would ever be able to run again. And so the fact that I can, let alone run the distances that I can, it's kind of a small miracle. So there I am sort of running up the beach and uh, the sun is up, but it was still pretty early in the morning so I could beat the heat. And I realized that I was out just sort of in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't anybody around me. I had I'd made it just past everything. And tears just started to kind of stream down my face. Because I realized in that moment that though I had planned this trip, this quick getaway, so that my kids could have this time with their parents and my wife could have this time away from work, I don't think I even I had realized how much I needed it. I was just so overwhelmed with the fact that I try and be so intentional and so filled with purpose I try and show up for you guys over in the PhotoCo group every single day. I try and love all my clients. And y'all, I adore my job. Gosh, I love my job. I love working with Jared. I love running into friends like Max and Dave. I love spending time with planners and florists. I love traveling. I just love my job. But y'all, I'm standing there on the beach and I'm just crying. And I'm crying because... I needed this. I needed the break. I needed to celebrate hard work with people that love me. I needed to give myself some grace. And throughout the rest of the week, I spent time checking in actually on PhotoCo, but not giving business advice, just posting pictures of my kids 
and saying like, hey guys, thanks for giving me some grace. Thanks for showing up here when I'm not around. I wrote friends text messages throughout the day to just say like, not silly pictures of my feet on the beach that says, wish you were here, but just to say, hope you're doing well. Miss you, love you guys. Thank you for showing up for me when I need it the most. I took time to cuddle with my kids. A few mornings, we didn't even get up and out of bed until like 9.30 or 10 in the morning. We just sat in the condo and watched Netflix and snuggled. And you know what? That was okay. I took time to admire my wife. Let that settle, to truly admire Not to exploit, not to slap her on the butt in her bikini, not to just flirt or giggle, but just to admire her. Just to sit back and realize that this woman has spent 15 years of her life coping with all of my insecurities and my shortcomings. She's seen me grow and scale this silly little prayer of a company into something pretty successful. And she's been a catalyst to so much of that. And I just had the chance to sit back and just watch her, just watch her smile, watch the wind in her hair, watch her on a long walk with our kids or hunting crabs in the evenings after the sun would go down, watch her sip a margarita. I just got to love on her. And so here's the point. We're 25 minutes in and here's what I want you to soak it from this. Right now, if you're feeling burnout, if you're sinking into those places where we talked a few times now, where you need an escape away from stressful environments, but that that stressful environment is your home, maybe first what we should do is before we get there, let's fix a couple of habits. So maybe you can't take a vacation right now. Maybe there isn't the right amount of money or the right amount of time. Maybe you're buried under responsibilities. Or you know what? Maybe you have your own set of reasons why right now is not a good time to disappear on vacation. But you know what you can do? You can learn the lessons that I did over the course of the last week right from home. You can be more intentional with your relationships and your time. You can stop confusing being busy with being productive. You can be more present You can take time away from screens and social media networks that do nothing but disappoint you anyway. You can accept that Instagram is really just a black hole right now of negativity, that your inbox on your email will never be empty, and that distractions are just that, pulling you away from the things that are most important in your life. You can go for a walk. You can sweat. You can accept responsibility for your diet and your health and the way that you feel. You can make yourself a priority. You can identify toxic habits and trends in your life and make a sincere effort to distance yourself from them. There's a lot of things that you can do, a lot of lessons that you can learn that often we save until we're on vacation to even acknowledge. But imagine how much more powerful, how much more meaningful, how much more happy our lives would be if instead of spending our time in anxiety, watching the news or worried about the next political debate or the next illness or the next stock market crash or the next shift in that stupid algorithm, What if instead of those things, we focused on being more productive, more present, more aware? 
And then we can celebrate those things, guys. That's the thing that we had to learn, that I had to learn in the last week, to be on holiday. Maybe one day a week, you pull that off. So instead of working seven days a week, maybe you just say, you know what? I'm taking a day a week, not as a vacation from work, but to celebrate a week worked hard. To celebrate with my family and my kids, I'm going to take a week, a day a week. Maybe you can take a week a month. How cool would that be? To say, no, I'm taking seven full days this month. Maybe every other month you could pull that off. Maybe once a quarter you could pull it off. Maybe you could take a month a year. How insanely cool would it be to be able to sit back with your journal and sketch out a way that you can carve out a full month out of every year, which not necessarily you don't work, but you don't worry about work. You celebrate a life worked hard. What if just what you need in your life right now isn't more money or more clients or more reach or more followers? It's just more balance, more peace of mind, more intentionality. If you could spend 25% of your time on vacation, what would you do with it? What would it be worth to you? Not to be on a jet ski with a bad sunburn, but with a smile on your face, surrounded by people who love you, maybe even in familiar places. I realized when I got home yesterday from this vacation how much I love our home. We built this house, not with our bare hands, but it felt like it. We designed it. We worked with the builder. We picked out every element of it. We built this house to be a sanctuary, a safe haven where our kids could grow and we could love work. And often it becomes a burden. It's something that we have to clean. It's a yard that we have to mow. It is just so much space that has to be maintained. When was the last time that I took a vacation in my own home? You guys, nobody, nobody ever hits their deathbed and says, I wish I worked more. We've all heard that, okay? So if you tuned out at this point and said like, way to start speaking in cliches, Miles, tune back in because it's so accurate. Often what we see in ourselves as we mature, I think is missed opportunities and wasted busyness. So let's focus. Let's kind of get back in on it. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be doing so many things. Over in the PhotoCo group, we're hosting Superhuman. I know I've already mentioned that, but I want you guys to be a part of that. If you haven't already registered for Superhuman, please, please join us over there. It's going to be an incredibly in-depth look at identifying your thresholds, understanding ways that you self-sabotage, and refreshing your potential as a business owner. We're going to be having a few guests on here that are going to be talking about ways that they're implementing fresh and unique social media strategies to create new marketing. First things first, we've got Reggie from our Fujifilm team who is going to be joining us to be talking all about how his Instagram page is growing while the rest of the industry is shrinking and hemorrhaging and we are all panicking about what that looks like. He's still growing and he's growing with intentionality. But after him, we've got a lineup of great guests all talking about different ways that they're integrating and utilizing marketing techniques and just intentional business mindset moves to really create space in their lives for success. But ultimately, here's what's important to me, is that each one of you guys that listens to this, 
whether you are in the United States or in Europe, if you're one of the people that listens to us down in Australia or the Netherlands, I don't care where you are. Anywhere in the world that you show up, it's so important to me to have a relationship with you directly. Y'all, I think it's a, it's a pretty exciting thing to be able to say that this uh, podcast is now ranked in the top 5% of podcasts on iTunes. Isn't that rad? Is that not so cool that this little prayer of a podcast that Jared and I started just to speak to a few of you guys directly has now climbed that kind of river? We've gone upstream. There's no doubt about it. And y'all, the 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 numbers uh, all over in in like Finland and Slovakia and Germany are are crazy. You guys were like top 100 week after week over there. But here's what I want you to hear. I'm still learning every one of these lessons week after week right alongside you guys. I unplug from this podcast, I put my headphones down, and I get back to work editing and responding to emails and juggling time with my family. And here's what I want to commit to with you guys. If I'm going to teach these workshops, if I'm going to step into the role of the superhuman instructor, if I am going to show up to Uh, live events like the one in Little Rock, Arkansas next week that I'm keynoting, Uh, if if we're going to be a part of these incredible teams alongside our our partners like Square Muse and Narrative and Fujifilm and Holdfast Gear, if we're going to continue to grow and be present and be a positive voice in this industry, we need you to be there right alongside us. So find me over in the DM, drop me a a message, find ways for me to encourage you or take a hot moment to encourage me back. And you guys, bottom line here is that your your review of this podcast, your subscription, when you click like or subscribe, when you drop us a five-star review, you have no idea how much it means to me. It's so important to me. But ultimately, I'm gonna continue to show up here because I think that if you're still listening to this, Maybe you're the one person that I needed to speak to most today. So, y'all, this is the Photographic Collective Podcast. My name is Miles Wood Boyer. This has been a, uh, a just a silly break. Just a break. Maybe let's call this one a vacation. Episode 39, I think. Gosh, we're almost to season four, aren't we? Hey, thanks for being here. You guys, get back to your week. Go do something productive. Go do something kind for people. We'll see you soon.